New year, new trails. Welcome to 2023. It's the first urban wilderness of the new year. My name is Tip Crowley. And I'm Ryan Howell. So Ryan, we're here to talk about all of the exciting new things happening out at Turkey Mountain. And I know you have a lot of updates for us. So a ton of things have happened in 2022. I want to review those with everybody and then talk about all the exciting things that are happening in 2023. So stay tuned. This is Urban Wilderness. Support for this podcast comes from Fleet Feet Tulsa Broken Arrow, focused on getting people into high-quality, properly-fitting footwear, offering training programs that help lead people on their fitness journeys, from 5K to full marathon. For more information, visit fleetfeettulsa.com. From Switchback Training Systems, a one-stop solution for multi-sport and cycling athletes, offering personalized coaching from certified instructors and mountain bike and multi-sport skills clinics in Tulsa and Claremore. More information at switchbackmtb.org. And from Team My Side Fitness, a partner of RSU Radio, promoting a healthy community with support from Bicycles of Tulsa, Sandoz Modern Deli, The Local Bison, and Atomic Foods. More information at wtfistmf.com. So Ryan, it's been a year since construction started out at Turkey Mountain, and the first thing I want to do is recap what all progress has been made so far. Well, it's been a lot. So let's think back. Picture in your mind, this time last year, we had opened up half a mile of trail. That was as much as we've got done in the construction. So just throw that in your mind, how much has changed if you've been to Turkey Mountain recently. But let's go back a little bit further. Let's remind everybody what this is all part of. This is all part of our master plan. So you remember that big document where everybody got to have input into it. We had 4,000 public comments, several meetings, and we developed master plan for what we wanted to see for Turkey Mountain's future. And that was divided into those four pillars. So one of those pillars being um, trail construction, uh, building sustainable multi-use trail, habitat restoration, so restoring the habitat out there, getting rid of a lot of invasive species, adding to the programming that's happening at Turkey Mountain, and then improving our accessibility for all types of users to Turkey Mountain and how they get to the mountain. And so I'm going to set aside the trail stuff for right now just so I can touch quickly on some of the other pillars that we've been making progress because oftentimes those don't go as seen. The first pillar I want to talk about is the habitat restoration. If you've hiked over... um, On the west side of the power line easement, you might have seen the last few months crews out there doing privet removal. So they've been going through with chainsaws and basically what they do, a hack and squirt is what they call it in the industry, where they chop down the invasive privet and then they add a uh, chemical to the the chopped privet uh, that, you know, hinders this future growth. So we've done about almost 50 acres Uh, which is roughly 10% of the mountain in terms of privet removal. So we've been making some headway there. We're also working with the Oklahoma Forestry Service to start a hazard mitigation project on roughly 200 acres out at Turkey Mountain. So the hazard mitigation project is basically what that means, is that they're looking at reducing the hazard of Turkey Mountain accidentally catching uh, on fire via a forest fire. That's separate from our prescribed burning. So the hazard mitigation specifically is just looking at reducing, quote unquote, the fuel loads. That's all those scrubby, dead and down leaves 
um, and dead tree trunks and things that can catch on fire that create a fire that's hot enough that it will burn the canopy. So they're looking at reducing those hazards by doing some prescribed burning and what's called mastication, where they go through with basically kind of a big grinder <laughs> and chew up all the old dead tree trunks and stuff like that. And a lot of the privet, they chew up. And so when they do this, it's going to create a dramatic difference in terms of the visibility of Turkey Mountain. It's going to look very dramatic, but we want people to know this is the Oklahoma Forest Service doing it, and they're doing it specifically to improve the habitat. So even though it looks like we're going in there and, and chewing a bunch of stuff up, its ultimate goal is to get rid of the invasive species. So that's one of the areas we've been working on in terms of our four pillars. The other one um, is programming. You know, if you've been watching our social media, you've seen we've done a number of history and mystery hikes. We've added a uh, geology a hike that's been very popular. You can learn about the geology of Turkey Mountain. We did, you know, numerous runs this year. We did our haunted trails again, um, and we're looking at adding even more programming in 2023. We're going to make some big announcements soon, but we're going to have on National Trails Day, we're going to do a Bigfoot hunt. Um, <laughs> so where you're going to be able to go around and hunt for evidence of Bigfoot, and that'll be in June very excited about that project, and we'll have fun prizes for winners and stuff like that as a way to celebrate National Trails Day and hunt for Bigfoot. Um, it'll be a non-weapon-oriented hunt for Bigfoot, but we'll have details about that in the future. So we're doing a lot of cool programming. And then our accessibility, you know, we're making strides to improve accessibility to Turkey Mountain. In 2023, we will be replacing the um, trail the paved trail that goes along 71st Street. So if you've ever ridden your bike or ran across the bridge at 71st Street, you know you go up that trail. We're replacing that whole trail with a brand new trail that's going to be um, set to our dual or to our trail standard of 18 feet wide. It's going to have lights. It's going to have a barricade down it that protects people um, as they're running next to the road so that cars can't veer in, into the sidewalk area. And then it'll be moved closer to the trees to get it away again from 71st Street and provide more safety. And that'll improve the accessibility of that area. And then we're looking at building a new parking lot over in the area where the outlet mall was gonna go. That project probably won't start until 2024. Uh, we've still gotta get it designed, but we do have funding available to add another parking lot up at Turkey Mountain. When we do add a second parking lot, it'll look a lot like the one probably at the lower lot. Uh, except for the fact that we unfortunately won't have water available there because there aren't any water pipelines up there. Um, so we'll have to do porta potty bathrooms and we can get solar lighting installed and stuff like that, but it'll provide another parking lot. And then once that parking lot is open during the weekdays, we'll probably shut down the area known as the upper parking lot, which I know is very popular. I know it's really popular, but We've had a lot of uh, crime issues been happening there throughout the week because it's kind of a dark parking lot that kids like to go in and, you know, have all sorts of fun at night. So we want to improve the security of the mountain. But we would open that parking lot up during daylight hours on the weekends, perchance, or if we knew it was going to be a really busy weekend, we could open it up or put special events up there. So move our runs and races and other special events up to that upper parking lot and leave the other two parking lots available for people to come to Turkey Mountain. So you wouldn't have that hindrance. You know, when we do some of our events, you get there and you're like, oh no, there's, you know, I forgot there was this event going on. And then, 
you know, you have to turn around and go home, and that's a real bummer for some people. So hopefully having some more parking will allow people to use the space. So we're making good strides there in terms of those other pillars. Now let's talk trails. This is a long, That was a long-winded way about getting back to where we were a year ago. You know, this time a year ago, we had opened half a mile of trail. As of right now, we have finished our phase one, which was 11.5 miles of that cross-country trail. And that cross-country trail is all that area one, area A. It's kind of from the upper parking lot all the way down to Mooser Creek. So all those beautiful cross-country trails are, are mostly finished. We're crews are working now in phase two where they have built roughly a mile of downhill mountain bike dedicated only trail. They built that third of a mile climb trail for everybody to climb up. And uh, if you haven't been out to Turkey and seen it yet, by the time this podcast is released, we will probably be very close to opening up our pedestrian only natural stone staircase that will go all the way from the bottom of the climb trail to the top of that climb trail to allow an alternate route for pedestrians to go on and use this natural stone staircase to get to the top of the mountain and then allow the mountain bikers to have that nice climb trail, not necessarily for their exclusive use, but you might see a pedestrian on there who can't do stairs, that kind of thing. But we'll have most of the people encourage them to go over to the stairs. And I think people will enjoy that aspect of Turkey Mountain. Speaking of that staircase, if you haven't seen it, I'd highly encourage you to go check it out because it is beautiful. When we get done with opening it and open it, hopefully in the next week or so, maybe two, um, it'll be the largest natural stone staircase in the state of Oklahoma. What do I mean by that? So it's natural stone staircase. All of the stone that was used. For, have, did, have you seen that staircase tip? I have. I was just out there this last weekend. and It looks like you guys nice. are making some great progress on it. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm glad you've seen it. So if you haven't seen it, I'll describe it for the listeners who haven't seen it. But it's a beautiful, natural stone staircase. And what we mean by that is we used no uh, external materials that didn't come from Turkey Mountain for this staircase. So all of the dirt and rocks that were used to build that staircase came directly from Turkey Mountain. Matter of fact, they actually came from within probably 50 feet of that where the stone case was built. Turkey was very fortunate to have all these sandstone layers in it that just happened to be almost the perfect staircase height. And the crews were able to really find a ton of rock readily available without having to dig too much and just place all those stones going up there. And when we set out to make this stone staircase, we set out with the idea to provide an area for pedestrians to easily get up and down the mountain. But we also wanted to make sure that it it was very complementary to Turkey Mountain in terms of the nature of it. So we didn't want to import any stone. We didn't want to build anything out of cement or railroad ties or cinder blocks or, you know, any other number of combinations of kind of non-natural materials that you see other staircases built out of. So the crews worked very hard to build these staircase, to build this staircase just all of all the own stone from Turkey Mountain. But because they used only stone from Turkey Mountain, it has a more undulating and kind of winding look to it than just a staircase that goes straight up the mountain. All the steps are a little uneven. You know, they're not perfectly flat and square steps. You know, they're they're variable heights, um, anywhere between 
eight and 12 inches. And, you know, depending on which way you walk, you know, it's, it's like when you're on a bike, you know, you got to kind of pick your route. You're going to have to do that on the staircase too. You're going to have to pick your route because they're, the, it's a little uneven in places. And, and, but that adds to the challenge. And we think that people really enjoy this staircase as a way to, you know, for those who love exercise and love doing hill repeats and people love to run staircases, I think this will be a natural attraction. Plus all the families with kids, I mean, they're going to come out, hike the staircase, and the kids are going to be beat by the end of it. And so I think parents are going to be excited to have a place to go that their kids can climb all over and play all over it and have a really fun experience out in the wilderness. So we're very excited to be opening that up. And that was all in the phase two plan, but it's, it's coming. In phase two, we also just recently opened up those downhill blue intermediate level lines, which have become very popular. Did you get a chance to ride those, Tip? I've ridden both of them quite a few times, and they are so unique, so much fun, and kind of scary sometimes, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. If you don't touch your brakes, they're pretty scary. That's true. I haven't I haven't ridden down either one of them without like just slamming on my brakes. But I, I'm the same with Zingo, to tell you the truth. I, I haven't ridden Zingo without holding my brakes down the whole way either. But yeah, so... When You know, it's funny, when we actually set out to build those blue trails, we were going to build one trail. And then the crew was like, well, you know, you got all this really amazing opportunity. We're just going to, like, do a little split trail that will come back together. And then they were like, ah, you know what, let's just do it like a split trail that comes back together and then splits again. Because <laughs> they saw this beautiful opportunity to put stuff in that hillside. So while they were at it, we were just like, go for it, you know. And uh, they really did some amazing, you know, two different lines. You can actually ride it. You can go to the left and go right at the switch, or you can go to the right and go left at the switch, or you can go to the right and stay right, or you can go left and stay left. So there's lots of options to ride that multiple different ways. Um, and uh, it's it's been really exciting. So that though each of those are righted around a third of a mile long, and they come together at the end, and then they spit you back out on the climb trail. Some people have asked, is, are these going to go further down to the parking lot? And the answer is no. Um, right now, the plan is to leave those two downhill blue lines as is um, so that they are a mini sessionable area that will take you right back to the top. And I know that some people are like, well, what if I want to ride that and go on down to the parking lot? Well, you got to ride it, go back up, go over to Zingo, and then get down. Um, that's the current alternative use. That is because we are in the process beginning uh, in, in a, and I'll talk more at length about this when we get into 2023, we are in the process of building a third blue downhill line. That'll go all the way down the hill. And that's some of the stuff that's coming in 2023. So we also got that Zingo completed, speaking of downhill lines, which a lot of people have um, really loved and enjoyed. Uh, you might, a lot of people are familiar with the very abrupt stop at the bottom of Zingo uh, in 2023. We're going to see that continue on straight through the power line and on down the hill to uh, some other areas. So let's see what else we've got done with the trail buildings. So we've built the trails. We built all the multi-use trails. We just opened up that B line, which is that far west loop that we called the B line. Uh, in homage to Highway 75. It used to be called the B-Line. And fun fact about Highway 75, when they were opening it up between uh, 
Oklahoma or between Tulsa and Glenpool, they actually considered calling it the Turkey Mountain Expressway at first, and um, they went with uh, they went with uh, the Okmulgee Freeway or something like that because it went straight down to Okmulgee bypass or you know going through Glenpool and stuff like that. But for a long time, people referred to that, especially in the '80s and '90s, they just referred to it as the Beeline. And so we named that Far West Trail the Beeline in homage to the Turkey Mountain, almost named Turkey Mountain Expressway. So there's a little history on that. So that trail just got completed. And some people might have noticed that if you rode it recently, some of the yips and yaws on it were a little toned down. And we did have to do that because we are building multi-use trail. And some of that trail, the rollers would put bicyclists in the air if they were whether they wanted to be in the air or not and so we had to have them go back and tone a little bit of that down just because we are you know building these multi-use trails and we want to make sure that they're safe for everybody but most of the work they're doing is actually going back and you know when they build a trail a lot of times you don't know how it's going to drain until it rains a few times and so and the trails get compact in so right now the crew is out there going back around toning down just a few of those little rollers, not too many, just a few. And then mostly they're cutting drains is what they're doing, but they should be done probably by the end of the week with that. So anyway, so that is where we are. It's been quite an amazing 2022. And boy, I just can't tell you how excited I am that everybody's loving what we've done so far. You know, it's so hard to believe that only a year ago, we were we were riding that very first trail that went from the upper parking lot over the spider and going, "Wow, this is this is insane to have this kind of trail out at Turkey Mountain." To now having so many miles of flowy trails of uh, you know fully connected loops that are easy to get to and and easy to follow, and it's just it's amazing to see all of the progress that's happened in just one year. It really is. And, you know, that's all, you know, props to progressive trail design for bringing crews out to be able to, you know, accomplish that. They had a lot going on last year and they still were able to provide us. You know, we had crews year round. So that was very exciting. And they always made progress. Even when it got like there was May, June, we got a ton of rain and we were down to one, maybe two teams and they were they were crawling. That Pepsi challenge, if you're riding up from Pepsi Lake, you might notice that a lot of that has rock armoring in it in places, like kind of rubble underneath the trail bed. And that was literally all done because it was so muddy, they couldn't move the machines other than to put rock in that trail. And that's why that trail turned out to be a lot more difficult trail because they just, you know, it was so muddy they had to do that. And it's very interesting how a lot of this stuff came together. We've talked a lot about what's happened over the last year. Um, lots of stuff has been finished. They're going back and, you know, refinishing a few areas. What is the major work that's going on right now up at Turkey Mountain? So right now, um, I mentioned the trail crews going back on the beeline and cleaning that up. Um, the other crew is working right now to build, to finish up that, that main stone staircase. So those are, we've got two crews out there right now. Oh, sorry. A third crew just started. And the third crew, you might, if you go down to the power line right away, that's 
right north of the lower parking lot. Um, you know, when you're coming up the climb trail and there's that gap that kind of Zingo lets out onto, you're going to notice some heavy dirt work in that area start. And what is happening in there is the crew has to build an access road that's going to go up to where our new flyovers will be for the downhill blue and black lines. And those flyovers, if you've been to Bentonville, Arkansas, to Kohler Mountain uh, Bike Preserve or to Slaughter Pen, and you've seen some of the flyovers, those are the structures that mountain bikes use to get over like lower trails, pedestrian trails, um, those kinds of things. We hired that metal company to build us two different flyovers for the blue line and the black line. And so in order to they actually put those flyovers together in Bentonville, Arkansas, and then they build them in such a way. So, you know, they're bridges, basically, is what we're talking about. Um, they build those bridges so that, like, there's an up ramp, a flat part that you ride on, and then a down ramp. And then there's sides that serve as guardrails. And so the way they build them in Bentonville is that all of that stuff gets assembled there and then folds together like a, like a box, basically, put on a trailer, shipped out here, and then they have to haul it into place. And so where they want to put them on the mountain is basically halfway down from the very, you know, from where the current entrance to the blue trails are, those blue downhill double lines that we're calling the Blues Brothers. Um, right below those, about halfway down the mountain, is where these flyovers will be. And actually they're going to go where the blue line and black line will cross over what's known as the yellow trail or the Hochi trail. So you know that lower Hochi trail that comes around? That's We're going to move that trail a little bit in that area, push it up against the slope of the mountain, put the flyovers on top of them so you'll have a really cool experience where the hikers and bikers will be able to go underneath the bridges and watch people come above them, like right over. So that'll be really neat. But they all get built, so we're having to do a lot of dirt work to basically build an access road in there. So that's what crews are working right this second. I know that in addition to the work that Progressive is doing, there are also some volunteers out there working on the trails. A couple of volunteers, David and Bobby, we use their, keep their last names for anonymity purposes, they've actually gone back, and there is a trail uh, that's been called Sawtooth buzz saw, saw buzz, buzz tooth, that um, is actually one of the older school trails that kind of, it's, it's part of the old blue loop, and then it kind of goes between the new stay gold loop and the power line right away, and or what was known as Millennium and the power line right away, and it's actually still a pretty good trail to ride and bike. It's probably a black line for most but really tacky but there was an area that was highly eroded and kind of went down in this wash and it was kind of unrideable because of that one you know pinch point and so David and Bobby and some other volunteers have gone back and they built a really cool switchback that bypasses that erosional area so that now you can ride all the way you know from basically the blue pond the wagon wheel pond area where that trail starts, down that trail, um, you know, past the Stay Gold Loop, down the hill, 
you know, bypassing a pond that most people don't know is, is there and all the way down to the spider area. So if you are a more experienced rider, I definitely encourage you to check it out. You'll see it if you ride um, the Millennium Trail, stay gold loop uh, down kind of at the north end of it. You'll see where they built the switchback and the access. So definitely uh, those volunteers just, you know, they saw an area that we didn't have plans for working. They said, hey, we can make one of these older trails really good if we can just fix this one spot. And so we're very thankful for them to do that. Yeah, I, I went out there and rode it the other day, and I think it was David was out there with a rake just getting it getting it set up. And I will say it is a difficult trail. I had to step <laughs> off a few times. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I've I've been – spoiled by these new flowy trails where when I go back and I do a real techie trail, um, I feel like I've lost some of my techie abilities, but it's really cool yeah. to see that old school, um, old Turkey mountain feel being built into and, and, um, you know, being thought of in the new developments. So that's really cool that they, went out there and volunteered and, and put that together. So let's talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions because a lot has mm -hmm. happened in 2022, but I know that there's going to be a lot more in 2023. So what does 2023 hold for Turkey Mountain? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I, every day is a little more exciting for me because I get to see, you know, ideas put forth on paper and I get to see, you know, we've been very fortunate to receive a lot of private donations from incredible donors to be able to put towards this effort. You know, everything that we've done at Turkey Mountain to date has been privately funded. And I just can't stress how incredible that is that people have come forward with their donations and, and sponsoring this project for their love of Turkey Mountain. So, and everything we're going to do for the most part in 2023 um, is also, aside from the paved trail and maybe a parking lot has, is also privately funded. Um, we did just receive a grant from the T Tobacco Settlement um, Trust, TSET, for another $2 million worth of work out at Turkey Mountain. Um, so that will be a $700,000 a year for three years funding grant, and that will enable us to move into our Area 3 that we won't, that initially we uh, didn't have funding for, but now we do, and so that's going to allow us to move into that area three. So you're going to see work starting in the area of the red trail or the bomb cellar. Um, now I know that's a place that people love down there, but I have to say that a lot of people, you know, they might go ride that red loop, but a lot of people don't ride down kind of the jumpy areas that you know that have some of those old wooden structures down there just because it's 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 too dangerous and you know so those areas are going to get reworked and i know i'm going to hear about it <laughs> uh from people being like ah, ah, but i'm sorry um, but we are going to put in down there in that area we're going to put in a a um, a green line another green line and another blue line and let me get up the map here real quick so I can tell you exactly what it's going to look like. So down there in the bomb cellar, we're going to put in a green line that 
is going to be right around 0.4 miles. And then we're going to put in a blue line alternate that's going to be right around 0.25 miles. So you're going to see that happen. And the cool thing about it is, is they're going to start it at the upper part or the lower parking lot, this new downhill line. It'll go through the woods, kind of in the area where all those wooden structures are. And then it'll pop out at what's going to be the new downhill hub. So I forgot to mention this earlier, but, um, you know, the blue line that's going to come down from the top, the black line that's coming down from the top, and then this new green loop that's going to go through Bomb Cellar into the paved trail kind of at the bottom, uh, they're all going to meet up at the entrance to the old entrance to Lochi. That area underneath the power line right of ways where the, you know, the paved trail goes underneath the power line right of ways and you take that little cut off onto Lochi. That's going to be the new downhill central hub for the ending of most of our downhill trails. So people are, I think are going to really enjoy that. So it'll be a nice little gathering spot where everybody can do their ride, catch up um, with people who come down a little slower and then everybody can commute back to the top together. So in phase in 2023, we're going to continue work on phase two. And so what we have not yet completed in phase two is a blue downhill line. So if you go over to the Blues Brothers lines and you go on that left-hand line, the one that has the big jump, you know, uh, right before you come to that turn for the big jump, there's a big orange fence and it has a roughed-in berm. And where that roughed-in berm is, crews are going to start probably in the next two weeks on building, continuing that blue downhill line all the way down to the entrance to Lochi. So think about that for a minute. You're going to be able to start at the top point on Ridge and ride a blue trail all the way down the side of the mountain to that entrance to Lochi. It's going to be like a mile-long trail um, that I think people are really, really going to love. And you have to pay for it with the climb back, but you'll be able to get all the way down. And then once they finish that, that crew is going to go back to the top and build a black skill-level trail all the way down to the bottom of Lochi. And then we're going to build a little hub at the top of Ridge right there. So that hub will be the drop-in for... Um, you know, the, the, basically what'll be the Blues Brothers line and then that turn to go all the way down to the bottom and then the black line that'll go down. Then we're going to redo the Hochi Trail from the climbing trail. Like, you know how the climbing trail comes off and there's like, you know, go all the way to the top or take the yellow. We're going to have to realign that, um, mostly because it's so eroded and destroyed we're just going to move it south, like 30 or 40 feet, kind of over to the ridge in a better spot to pull it away from the jump line at the bottom of um, the Blues Brothers trails. You know how it's kind of that jump line right there? We're going to move it away to separate those uses. And then that's going to, we're going to redo that line all the way through where the flyovers are at. So where those blue and black lines come down the hill, we're going to build those flyovers and then come back and move the hiking trail underneath those flyovers and redo that. So there will be a portion of time when that yellow Hochi trail, the one that the lower one will be closed kind of around the south end of Turkey Mountain. 
But luckily there's a detour that you either go to the top where we can put you on higher trails. So we won't have to close down too much. So that'll be very exciting. Um, we're also going to build a, we're going to finish Zingo in 2023. So Zingo, you know, that downhill green line comes to a very abrupt stop at the bottom. It's going to continue straight there, going to go through the power line right of way, and then connect into the climbing trail. So that'll extend it about another six or 700 feet, maybe a little, probably a little more. And it'll flatten it out, so it'll provide an opportunity to hit a few more jumps, but also start slowing people down, getting them ready to merge into the main climb trail. And then this is the other cool thing that I, we haven't mentioned probably at all, so a lot of you might be hearing this for the first time. If you take the lower main entrance in, just like picture yourself walking or riding in the main entrance right now, where those double boulders are on each side, right at the north end of those double boulders is where Zingo is going to basically end. And right there, there will then be a new trail. And if you go out there right now, you'll see the blue flagging uh, in it. That's going to go from there down to that beaver pond and then parallel the paved trail all the way down to the Lochi hub that I mentioned earlier. And so that Lochi hub, this will serve as a climb trail. It'll be a multi-use trail for hikers and bikers, and bikers could go down it, but they're not going to want to because, you know, they've got these other fun lines to go down. But it'll serve as a climb trail to get back from the Lochi hub up to the main climb trail and then up to the top. So essentially that'll create a perfect a loop where you'll be able to ride all these downhill lines get to the bottom hub, and then come back to the top without ever touching pavement. And I know a lot of people really wanted that because right now if you ride some of the downhill lines or you go down to Lochi, you know, you have to come back on the pavement, and that's no fun for anybody. So that's what's coming in 2023. So much cool stuff on the way, and I feel like a lot of that is going to really tie everything together. So it'll make the trails feel more cohesive and flow better together and you'll be able to find your way um, from one trail to the next without really even thinking about it. So that's that's really, really cool. And I also want to throw out there, you mentioned a new green loop and um, green hasn't always been the type of trail that has been available out at Turkey Mountain. And I, I want to bring up another really cool thing. You've had so many new things pop up at Turkey that I, I don't know if we've had time to talk about them all, but Another really cool thing that you all have added in the uh, in recent weeks is a beginner kids loop. Oh yeah, I forgot. God, there's so much going on. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. So there at the very bottom, um, in the main parking lot, kind of on the north end of the parking lot, you know, the progressive team put out this idea of like, hey, you've got this really nice flat area right here, and this would be like a great spot to just put a little simple loop in. And you'll notice if you ride the kids loop that it has a lot of great things going for it. So we intentionally positioned it right next to that pavilion so that kids and families can start there at that northern pavilion, hang out, they can set up a picnic lunch, parents can set up a table or chairs or whatever, and then kids can just go in this little loop that... Um, is 
confined. So it, it doesn't connect to anything else. We intentionally shut down some of the connecting trails uh, for that very purpose because we didn't want to have, uh, we wanted a space that kids can do. It's a quarter mile loop. Um, it can easily be done on strider bikes or, um, you know, like beginner, it's very beginner friendly. There's just a few hills. There's not really, you know, there's some light undulation. And I'd say it's perfect for every beginner. If you're first time out to Turkey Mountain on a bike, um, it's perfect for you to get your feet under you to get to understand some of the mechanics of mountain biking before you go hit the state gold loop or something else, which, you know, they are rated green, but if it's your first time ever mountain biking, that's a lot, you know, to chew off. I mean, some of those climbs, those berms, you know, a lot of those things are very difficult for people. So this is a great spot for every beginner and it's had a wild reception. Uh, I see kids on it now all the time, which is just really great. We love it. I did forget to mention um, one other thing coming. Speaking of the kids loop in 2023 is we are going to redo our main entryway in terms of that that space uh, that is so iconic to Turkey Mountain when you walk in and you see the double boulders on each side. We're not going to redo the alignment. We're not moving the boulders. It's still going to have that look and feel. But what we are going to do is change the drainage a lot up there. So kind of at the north end of those double boulders, we're going to build what's called a swale. And that's basically a giant pit, um, a retention area for water that's running down the hill. And then that swale is going to have a spill that's going to go to the east instead of right now it runs to the south. And like if, you, if you've gone out to Turkey, you know that that entryway is a giant drainage ditch. And every time it rains it stays muddy longer than the whole rest of the trail system. So we're going to bring in a lot of dirt and we're going to re-elevate that center area between those two boulders, put little bar ditches on each side, and then recut the drainage so that instead of the water running down the center of that trail every time it rains, it'll actually turn and go over to that beaver pond that's behind the restrooms down there. And so that'll improve the habitat down there in that beaver pond to give it more water on a regular basis, but it'll also keep all that water from draining out there. So probably in February sometime, you're going to see that main entryway closed and we're going to open up an alternate entryway where you will take the kids loop to the top. We'll put in a temporary connection to the climb trail that will close back down once we get that main open. So you will see some disruption in there in terms of um, if you enter in the main area. We're going to have to close that for probably three or four weeks while we do that construction and renovation at the main trailhead. Well, I don't know why you don't just make everybody climb Lip Buster when you're doing that. That would. <laughs> no, that's it's so so cool to see all the new stuff going in and and you know, you think about the new trails and you think about the new features and things like that, but the drainage and the sustainability and all of that stuff is so important. And it's really, really cool that um, we're getting all of this all at once, not just the trails, but also the programming, the, the accessibility, the sustainability. It is just, it's so important to Turkey Mountain and the people who love it. And, and we're, we're so excited to, uh, to see what happens in 2023. Yeah, it is going to be quite incredible, um, and I 
I wish I could tell you more right now. There is more cooking in the background that's even more exciting. We haven't signed contracts and paperwork on a lot of stuff yet, but when we do, you guys here on Urban Wilderness will be the first to know. So as you've heard, 2023 has a lot of big things in store out at Turkey Mountain, and I can't wait to see and hike and ride all of the new features from the staircase, the flyovers, the downhill trails, and even going back and visiting some of the old rocky techie trails. Lots of fun. Uh, Ryan, we're so grateful for the work that you all are doing out there, and uh, I I can't wait to see what all you, you can accomplish this year. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing year, and I do encourage people to stop and thank those trail builders when you're out there. They do appreciate it every time. They don't necessarily want to have a 20-minute conversation, but they love hearing that you guys appreciate their work every single time. It puts a smile on their face and warms their heart. So thank you all for being so cool with the trail builders. It's really awesome. Well, that is this episode of Urban Wilderness, the official Turkey Mountain podcast produced here on the campus of Rogers State University. I'm Tip Crowley, General Manager at RSU Radio. And I'm Ryan Howell, the Project Manager for Turkey Mountain. And until next time, go get lost at Turkey Mountain.